at one point I was kind of doubting myself and figuring out like, man, what in the world can I be doing? I feel like there's so much more. I just don't want to be going to work, you know, just doing this day in and out. I know how to do this. But then just thinking about where my heart is at, and that is it's for women to help them be able to grow, to help them to be able to change their mindset, to be able to help them not go down the path that I did if, if they haven't already. So, um, I mean, it makes me feel good now that I believe that I'm on track, that I'm headed toward where I need to be. So, yeah. Hold up, hold up. Hey, yo, Tama Beats, let's get them something new to ride to. Welcome to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel. So take a seat and listen. Listen to the practical words, encouraging words that are here to help you get over the hump in your life. Cause you are in pursuit of your passion. Yeah, I see you and I present to you the pursuit of passion with K Noel. Yo, what's going on, fam? This is your boy, K Noel. I'm back again with another episode. So I hope you're all excited because I'm excited. So I got this awesome guest on with me today. Her name is Donna Cherie. So I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself, you know, like we normally do. So, Donna, I'm just going to ask you, who is Donna Cherie? What's up, everybody? I'm Donna Cherie, a self-work coach. I help women who have experienced um, childhood trauma overcome, as well as individuals who may have had impacts of incarceration to help them build their self-confidence to be- live a better life and move through their pain. Awesome, awesome. So, so tell us a little bit of, about that. What actually, you know, does that kind of coach do? You know, I know you gave briefly, but you know, for people who, who may not know. Okay, so what that coaching looks like is that I assist women who may have had um, areas of trauma, childhood trauma, as well as impacts of incarceration. And in that coaching program, I offer prayer, accountability, as well as internal work. And so the internal work could be um, walking through forgiveness and just using different tools and strategies to help them overcome to build their self-confidence in those areas because sometimes that could be a barrier to moving forward to also building new relationships and just knowing your self-worth and so that's what I want to help women overcome. Awesome. What, what kind of, you don't have to go into deep detail, but what kind of things do you you do, you know, to help women see that, that their self-worth? So um, self-affirmations is one. And then also just through what they've experienced um, and then also just sharing some of the tips that I've used in my journey. So that and those are some things I talk about a little bit more in my book, but about just being able to face um, those areas of trauma. And so me personally, as a child, I experienced some childhood trauma um, and I had to face those who may have hurt me. And by doing that, I had to write a letter possibly or um, 
just really just take some time to dig within myself and um, be able to release those people. So it may not sound practical because it, it's that internal work, but um, doing strategies such as like remembering who you are, speaking over yourself, and also like having an accountability partner just kind of helps build the self-esteem in those areas. And being able to talk to somebody about it and have them list, actually listen to you I know for myself, like when I did experience childhood trauma, I didn't tell anybody for years. And I'm not talking about like one, two years. I'm talking about 10 years, 15 years um, that I actually talked to somebody. And the first time that I did, it was so freeing and it allowed me to regain my voice again and to be able to speak up and build some confidence. Oh man, that's that's incredible. And it, it helps to actually have people there to to walk with you in that journey because that makes a world of difference especially in times of shoot 2020 mm-hmm. you you know to have to walk that journey and you feel alone so so to have somebody there to walk with you that you know that means everything that means the world so let's let's talk about donna's journey you you know you mentioned bits and pieces of you know about your, your childhood and stuff what led you to where you are now? So I think I have a pretty unique story. If somebody were to look at me, they probably be like, "Man, I don't believe she ever really went through anything." But uh, we can't we can't judge a person by how they look. And so I grew up in in New Jersey. Um, I've lived in some hardcore places in the hood of New Jersey, and then I've also lived in the suburbs. And so um, growing up, my mom, she worked a whole lot. And my mom, she has a huge family of, what, 13 siblings. And so um, it was a very challenging, like family dynamics and environment and that sort of thing. And in that process, some things took place. And so also in my family, I'm not saying like it was a tradition or anything, but people got more praises and badges for going to prison rather than, you know, getting a a college degree or something like that, um, just because of the environment. And so it's not that I thought that was cool or anything, but because of some of my childhood trauma that I experienced, I don't necessarily want to go into it deep right here, but, it just led me down a path that was that wasn't good that wasn't um profitable for my well-being and so even though um i actually we did move to a different location lived in the suburbs things changed that sort of thing of course i graduated high school had a desire to go to college and i started that process and then my first um actually no not my first year but my second year um some things had happened, but in the process of like my first year, I had met somebody. And when you're young and dumb, um, you often, you know, you get yourself wrapped up in different environments and different crowds and things like that. And I found myself doing that and I was lured in to somebody um, and come to find out that this person was involved in drugs, selling drugs, and of course, nothing real heavy at first. But, you know, and I wasn't looking at that piece. I was more so just looking at this person is cute. He's fine. He looks good. You know, he's popular and that sort of thing. And so because I and also I had this um, 
going back to the self-confidence, I, I needed this reassurance to for somebody to accept me and to get attention from somebody and for someone to love me. And so I drew near to him instead of actually reconnecting with myself and dealing with, with those areas. And so um, kind of to make a long story short, I found myself going down a path in a spiral that allowed me to live a fast lifestyle rather than seeking college and getting a degree and staying connected to somebody who was in that world. And so because of my loyalty and because I was so strong-minded and so uh, wrapped up in this individual, I found myself in a predicament where uh, first time, first charge, I ended up incarcerated at the age of 21. Wow. So, so at well, let me back up a minute because you you said looks can be deceiving, and and I understand that firsthand because me dealing with the gangs and the drugs, you know, you would you would never imagine that with me. But hey, we all got a story. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know that's what I love about life because no matter you know you don't know the person's journey that brought them to where they are now. And you know that's that's the beautiful thing about life. It's it's a story in itself. You know we love watching the movies and all this kind of stuff. But even in our own selves, in our own lives, it's such a movie. It's an incredible, beautiful story. Yeah, so true. So so let, let's talk about that first incarceration. How did that that feel at twenty one? Man, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I I was so hardcore and. Um, we often can have an in, a image if we're in a certain environment that's not so good as to like, um, if you've ever heard the term like ride or die chicks. So, you know, I thought it was going to be so hard and so <laughs> gun hole. But when that day, when I when I found myself in the situation that I was, um, it was very humiliating. Like, I remember being pulled over because this was for uh drug trafficking I'll put that out there and so um, I got pulled over on the interstate and after they did everything that they did call the dogs and all that other stuff I was actually taken to an FBI station and um, after that after that interrogation just you know imagine six eight people just talking to you know left and right wanting to give you details and stuff and that was overwhelming in itself but the most humiliating piece was when they put the shackles on my ankles and the handcuffs on my wrists and I knew that like this was serious business and I would have to uh, potentially pay the consequences for it. So after that experience did, did that trigger the change? So um, at first I would say no, not necessarily. Um, I was just trying to figure out like, man, how am I going to get out of the situation? Is dude going to bail me out? Is he going to come and get me? You know, what's going on? And so, but the more that I sat, because I was out of state and they made my bond about half a million, um, even being first time. So at the longer I sat, the more I started thinking about my life and who I was connected to and how things were going. And then just different thoughts of, man, my life is over. How am I even going to rebuild from this point? It was when I actually had an encounter with with God. I would say to be like, hey, you, you know, there's a plan for you. 
um, and this is not for you. So as time went on, yes, the change started to happen. My mindset started to shift and just meeting different people and the volunteers that came in who spoke over me or, you know, told me things I had never heard before and that I was looking for from maybe, you know, my relatives to tell me like, hey, yeah, you can make it or, you know, just having that that nurture that I needed as a young woman and a young girl. Um, but getting it from a prison cell and a jail cell and through God um, just really helped me to change my mindset. Sometimes God has to put us in that corner where you know we're faced with nothing but us mm-hmm. and, and and that's sometimes that's the only way he can even get our attention yeah it, it, we're living that that fast life and you know at that moment we're like man i got time for god right now <laughs> you know so I, I i get it who was the the person that had the most impact on you then Man, it's too many people to name um, because it's like, it, it's so true. Like the love of a stranger can be more, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the love of a stranger it, it's, it's different from, you know, somebody that you actually know. Like I was saying before, you know, you would expect your family to kind of be there and love you and support you. And I'm not saying I didn't have that once I got in my situation because they were like, wait, hold up, you're doing this, you're you're doing that. And so, um, but the love of the stranger that I received was just so uh, breathtaking and so welcoming. Like they could see beyond who I was or what I was there for and what I was doing. And so there's been many people, but I will say they all have been strangers, people I didn't know before, who loved on me, who cared for me, who wrote me, who took time with me, who listened to me, and um, they and they embraced me. Wow. I have more to, to ask you, but we're going to go to a commercial break real quick. All right. Hey, what's up, fam? To all my business owners out there, do you need to get your business out to more eyes and ears? Do you have a book that you want to get into the hands of other people? Well, here's your opportunity. The Pursuit of Passion podcast is looking to partner with you. We are offering advertising opportunities, so hit us up today. All serious inquiries can email us at podcast at relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. And remember, all things motivate. Goals. How many goals have you set up for yourself when you gave up because it was too hard? How many times did you feel you weren't good enough because the journey seems tedious? I too felt this way, but then things changed. I realized I had to change how I think. I had to change who I was. I had to be relentless. I am K Noel. I want to tell you about my book, Be Relentless. It teaches how to understand your roar, your design path, hitting your mark, and much more. Purchase your copy of Be Relentless today at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. It's not just another book. It's a movie. So are you ready to be relentless? Okay, so all of these different people that, that was reaching out to you, did that begin to start breaking those chains and, and and tearing down those walls that was that was in you 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, words are so powerful. There's a saying, you might say, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's so untrue because the direct opposite happens. Words can hurt us or words can build us up. And so the words that I had received before as a child and as a teenager were they were negative. They were, you know, things like you're stupid or, um, you know, being called foul languages and things like that. And I, I took hold of those words and I hold, I held on to them and I believed them. And so I started acting like those things, so to speak. And so when the opposite happened, when strangers started telling me like, you're love, you're beautiful, God loves you. You have greatness in you. You're going to do great things when you leave this place. And the more I heard those things over and over and over again the more I started to believe it and so yes those things started breaking off of me slowly but surely and I started to to believe those words and you know let those words cling to me rather than the negative words I am getting so excited (laughs) just hearing your story because just hearing and knowing you now it, it, it's so it's so impactful, and you know I I can I can I, I'm just speaking it. I can see the lives that you're going to change, the the, the women you. that you, you you'll be able to touch. And man, this is it's incredible. So 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 moving on forward, you know. After after jail, you know, you had the people that were speaking into your life. When you when you got out, let's talk about that journey because it's 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 one thing when I know from experience, it's one thing when God is dealing with us when in the jail because it's just us. But when we get out, now we're facing those things that He's been preparing us for, really. So so how? Go ahead, go ahead. So if I could rewind a little bit and paint this picture some more, is that, so yes, I went to jail and I stayed in jail for over a year. And I'm talking about a rundown, shabby, pink wall with teddy bears posted on it, not being able to see sunshine, not feeling the wind on my skin, not being able to use the phone on a daily basis, having to take a, sh- a shower in a molded, nasty, crappy place for over a year. And not just that, after I got my sentence, that was an additional four years. So this was a long journey. This this wasn't, you know, just a, a fly-by-night kind of thing. This was five years and ten months of my life. So... Um, (laughs) this was a long, a long journey of just, you know, God dealing with me and people pouring into me and like me looking myself in the mirror and being able to see who I was and who I wasn't. And so, um, after all of those things happened, yes, like the, some of the chains did break off and getting a, a change mindset and that sort of thing. And so as, as I was doing my sentence, I did a lot of encouraging myself too, because it was hard days. Like prison is, it's no, it's not a walk in the park. It's no fun place to be. And so I encouraged myself a lot of days throughout that storm, Noel. 
And um, when I got out, I started from scratch and I decided not to go back to New Jersey. I was late or, you know, um, and then I also, when I went to school the first time I was living in Baltimore and Baltimore, yeah, I was living in the rough part of Baltimore. So, you know, <laughs> but um, I just started to start over from scratch and um, I, I decided to move to North Carolina and stay there. And so I still had my struggles. I still had my downfalls. And to be honest, even the guy who I was dealing with at that time contacted me after I got out like hey what's up <laughs> but because I had a changed mindset I was able to resist um and like break any contact with them and that sort of thing so yeah it was a struggle because I had a felony had to get a job and that in itself is hard I had to find housing just so many things to rebuild my life um, but it's it was through the support, through the changed mindset, through God just really dealing with me and getting connected to him and having a real relationship. Not I'm not talking about, you know, that because they do call it jailhouse religion. So, yeah, yeah, you say you believe in God while you're there and all that sort of, that sort of thing. But I was I was really committed to the process because I knew if I stayed connected to him, no matter what, I'd be all right and I'd be able to rebuild afterwards. Wow. I'm I'm just speechless right now. So so so, so don't 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 mind me. So okay, so the North Carolina life and you know you, you you're having to, to rebuild. And and, and and as you're telling this story, I can just I, I see the molding God molding you and shaping you into who you who you are now. So on, on that journey of God molding you, I'm sure there was some tests and you know how did you it, and I know temptation it, it's there because it gets frustrating with you know trying to do the right thing and you know is is we already know how to do this so it, it's easy mm-hmm. so how did you manage you know you know just staying away from that so I mean it was hard I didn't always make really good choices because I mean, even after I got out, I got involved with somebody else who wasn't necessarily doing those same activities, but it was still somebody who wasn't good for me. And then somebody after that. And so I still had those pitfalls in the areas of like, the relationship wise, but I still had this mindset of no matter what, I'm not going to give up and I'm going to keep pushing forward. And I also had a mentor as well who, I mean, who was a stranger at first, but she treated me as a daughter who supported me. Um, She helped me get my license back and um, just different things. So it was really just the support and the mindset of not giving up and going after it even if I gotta know I still push and I just I built I built the muscle of resilience you know while I while I did all of that time because it was so many things going on in there that I could have got involved in you know that allowed me to do more time or get connected with (laughs) even worse people so to speak but I, I just had that determination and in, in built the muscle of resilience. And I grew a strength that I didn't even know I had before because before I saw myself as so weak and crippled and in a, 
you know, in a uh, fetal state. But as I just kind of walked in, I just grew. It's like it was a muscle that I had to exercise over and over again just to, you know, paint a picture for folks. If you're visual like me, it was like having a small muscle, but because I exercised it day after day over and over and developed a routine and stuck, stuck to that routine, my muscle was able to get stronger. And so when the fight or the resistance came against me, that resilient muscle was able to overpower it. Wow. I hear you. <laughs> you you're speaking some tough stuff here. So yeah, I I, I, I love it. Yeah. So and, and I'm sure that mentor that 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 was exactly what you needed because th- that helped you and and I'm sure now what that person was for you you you're that to other women. Oh, most definitely. Gotta look out for the women. Gotta look out for my girls. Because <laughs> there's so many, yeah, so many who may have gone through this similar situation or something else, but they need somebody who could be there and walk alongside of them. So I believe that God is really calling me to do that. Yes, that I, it's absolutely what He's called you to do. So we we have talked about that journey. Let's talk about the coach now. H- how is the journey as the coach? Hey, you know, I, I know you you're planning some stuff. You 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 got some stuff going. I've been y'all gotta peep her Instagram. Is she she be throwing some nuggets? Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, so the I guess the reality is something that I realize, and I'm just being transparent that while I was inside, like I believe that even through my process and all the stuff that I was doing and going through and dealing with and digging through, that I was able to coach some other women while I was there. And um, I didn't see it until like years later, honestly, most recently. And I was like, man, I've been coaching for years. And so as I had been writing the book that that I recently wrote um it was just revealed to me through that like Donna you should be coaching you should be helping somebody else even more and so that's really how I got started with the coaching piece is because I have been a coach and a mentor for years and then also in my day job I assist women and men who have been formerly incarcerated helping them rebuild their lives so that just kind of came out of the book Wow, awesome. It, it, it's incredible for us to already be operating what God has called us to be, but we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, and looking back on that, now that you're realizing how you've been coaching, you know, the women, you know, in prison and stuff, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel great because um, at one point I was kind of doubting myself and figuring out like, man, what in the world can I be doing? I feel like there's so much more. I just don't want to be going to work, you know, just doing this day in and out. I know how to do this. But then just thinking about where my heart is at, and that is it's for women to help them be able to grow, to help them to be able to change their mindset, to be able to help them not go down the path that I did if, if they haven't already. So, um, I mean, it makes me feel good now that I believe that I'm on track. 
that I'm headed toward where I need to be. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and let's help some people right now because you had to wake up and realize, you know, your purpose. What helped you to, to awaken to that? Much prayer, I would say, because um, like I've read books before, you know, about destiny and about purpose and trying to really figure it out. But that didn't necessarily work for me, so to speak. Like, I mean, of course, it gave me a little nuggets to be able to think about, but it really came when I started seeking God more and seeking him for clarity and just being reminded through him um, about those connections and then just putting those connections together like pieces of my life how I've always served since my youth I've always served people like I even think about because um, even my dad when when I was well when I lived in New Jersey he was um, participating in a ministry and like doing outreach and things like that and I was probably like eight or nine years old and I remember him taking me to the clothing pantry taking me to New York to pass out tracks and just be able to serve other people and I remember how I felt during those times like man this feels so good I'm doing the right thing and then I look at all the jobs that I've had in my life always in the service industry whether that was food service whether it was um cleaning up that's serving people and so having a coaching business or coaching ministry this ministry as i call it like i'm still serving people and so putting all those pieces together that made me realize like that is my purpose to serve i'm here to serve and to serve women so awesome yeah. We're gonna go to a commercial break and we got more we're gonna talk about. Hey, what's up, fam? Yo, check this out. If you need music for your next album, your podcast, or maybe even your next video, you know, your YouTube or whatever, I need you to check out my bro, Toma Beats. Hit him up today so he can set you up with dope music like what you hear in the background now. He also is the producer of the music you're hearing in the background for seasons one and two of Pursuit of Passion podcast. So check him out today on Instagram, Toma underscore Beats. That's T-O-M-A underscore Beats. Or you can look him up on Facebook. Tama Bees, all right? Let them know K Noel sent you. All right. All right, so we're back. Now, what would you say, what would the Donna now say to the younger Donna? Man. I believe before I could even tell her anything, what I would want to show her is, is love. Like to be able to hug her, to be able to nurture her. And then after that, be able to speak over her, to be able to look her in the eye and look her in the face and tell her that she's loved, that she's beautiful, that she's protected and so many other things that I didn't have to settle for um, certain people and certain things and certain environments and that basically that I was loved and like in my book I talk about that the untainted love of God for for a tarnished identity because I believe my identity was so tarnished 
because of my experiences, because of incarceration and trauma and so many different things. But it was God's untainted love that carried me through it all from birth till now. And then his untainted love will carry me from now into eternity. And so when I think about that untainted love, it surrounds me. It surrounds my life. It covers my life. And so I would want to tell that younger Donna and be able to show her the untainted love of God. Wow. You, you preaching up in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so so now you're officially an author. I, I know your book isn't officially released yet, but how does that feel? It feels great because I had so much fear surrounding that, like just telling my story and being like, oh my God, you know, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? But since I did it, did it with the fear, I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I'm happy if if one person will be able to be encouraged and inspired by it. So I feel great and inspired to just accomplish more and to go for it. Awesome. And, and you, you definitely got to let me know when it's released so we can let the audience know. So because just from hearing your story, I already know it's going to be an incredible book. Thank and, you. And, and, and I love it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to just talk to the women, encourage the women. All right. Is, is it OK if I pray for them? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll say something and then if I could pray for them, that would be great. Okay. And so, dear woman, I want you to know that you are beautiful, that you are loved, that you are chosen, that you are predestined. And not that you're just predestined to do great things, but that you're predestined to live a great life, that you deserve love and true love, unconditional love. And I would like to pray for you to speak over you um, so that you can, if you haven't already, like just start experiencing the untainted love of God. So, Lord, I just thank you for every woman who might be hearing the sound of my voice. God, I pray that you would just empower them, that you would inspire them, that you will cover them, that they will be able to experience and live and abide in your love. I pray that you will remove the scales from their eyes, that they'll be able to see clearly, that you will give them a spirit of discernment to not walk into the territory that lies a snare and a snap that will snatch their destiny. I pray, oh Lord, that they will be able to go forth and be empowered and that they will be encouraged. And I just thank you, Father, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So what are some other things you got coming up? I know you got the book. So so you got any other things coming? <laughs> well, um, just focusing on the book right now, I did have a few things I was that were going to come down the pipe. 
But right now I'm just going to focus on that as well as continuing to build as far as with coaching and that sort of thing. And hopefully doors will be opening up for that as well later on this year. And then I will have a prayer podcast that I will be hosting as well. So coming late late this year or probably January 2022. All right. Awesome. And just like the book, keep me posted. So, you know, I can, you know, let the the audience know, you know, the Relentless Nation, you know, let them know about the um, podcast. Because like I said, man, I'm sure I already know it's going to be fire. So how can people find you on social media? You can find me on IG, Instagram at I am Donna Sheree. That's I-M-D-O-N-N-A-S-H-E-R-R-I-E. And you can also visit me at my website at www.donnashery.com. Awesome. Awesome. And I will put all of that in the description. So you all be sure to check it out. Um, my YouTubers, I thank you for being able to watch it. My audio listeners, you already know y'all been rocking with me for going on two years now almost. So y'all already know how we do it. Donna, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. I, I, I really love this interview. I loved your story. And I, I'm glad to see who God has brought you to be now. It, it, it is really incredible. So I'm excited to see the awesome things that you're going to do, what God is going to do through you, the women's lives that you're going to touch. I, I, I'm excited about it. Oh, I'm excited. And thank you so much for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you already know the drill, everybody. Whatever time of the day it is, you all have a good evening, a good night, and a good morning, and we are out. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel. Make sure to visit our website at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com to purchase books by K Noel and Relentless Wear. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Both handler names are RelentlessMG1. And also, check us out on Facebook at Relentless Motivational Group. Also, join the Relentless Texting community today by texting Relentless to 404 962 0730. Be sure to subscribe now to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel to catch a new episode every Thursday. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a ton of other podcast platforms. If you would like to look us up on Anchor, that would be anchor.fm forward slash the Pursuit of Passion. If you would like to send a donation, you can do so on our website or on our Anchor page. Last but not least, always remember that all things motivate.